0: This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com/csr to download your free audiobook. Again, that's audibletrial.com/csr for a free audiobook. And by The Country Squire. Visit thecountrysquireonline.com to discover custom pipes, handcrafted blends, and unparalleled customer service. Thecountrysquireonline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You
1: are
0: listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome, Country Squire Radio, I'm Beau. and I'm John David. Eddie. Hey, hey, Bo, good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. Live at the Country Squire. That's right. Yet again, and, and fortunately, things are running smoothly. If yeah, all man. goes according to plan, that means that while you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, you are hearing crystal clean audio, and I am not hanging my head in shame as I am editing this <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> well, the night's young. Well, that, this is true. <laughs> Look, we we mentioned it last week, but of course we had a little bit of hiccup audio-wise. Uh, got everything all worked out, and that should not be the case tonight, so we should have a wonderful show. And man, we yeah. have got a wonderful show. Yeah, excited about tonight. I've been looking forward to it, man. I actually I just got back from a little bit of a road trip. Uh, I went to Oxford, Mississippi. Okay. Home of one very famous pipe smoker. That's right. Mr. William Fogger. What, the one and only. Now, I don't know if you know this, because I mean, I know that you're more bulldog territory. Yeah, sure. Back in the... Uh, the more, uh, more Starkville-centric than, than Oxford-centric. And, and who's that famous uh, intellectual that came out of Starkville? Oh, You know what? Never mind. That's, that's right. I'm sorry. There were none. Are you... Uh, <laughs> You know,
2: John Grisham before he went to Ole Miss Law School actually got his undergraduate degree at Mississippi State. That's right. Is Did that you know right? I, yeah. mean, I don't. He's actually
0: written poetry about Mississippi State. Well, you know, and in, in great adversity, that's where a lot of our art form comes from. So that makes sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I see this make thing. it stop. I have no love for the SEC in any form or fashion. I just like to. <laughs> you went to like a Baptist school. <laughs> oh, let's not bring
2: that. Let's up. Let's go Choctaws, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we try to we try to cover up that past. Our as homecoming's as much like when we got to play the Methodist or something. Actually, that's how y'all actually, talk like that at Mississippi College, no, right? No, I mean, that's how you, that's how you speak. A little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: this is good. No, but anyway, <laughs> bringing it back, I was up at Oxford and I had a great time in the square. Beautiful, beautiful yeah, city. Real, real pretty town. Um, and, uh, and see, I've never li- taken note of this before, but in the square, there's actually a statue of William Faulkner. Is he holding his pipe? Bo? He's holding his
2: pipe. Yeah. So, so if I'm remembering correctly, it's like right in front of the courthouse, that, I think. Yeah. And and he, and there's a bronze statue of Faulkner sitting on a bench. That's right. And he's got his arm kind of around the side of the bench, and and he's holding his he's holding his Dunhill pipe.
0: Man. Yeah. And it's uh, it's cool because we were walking in the square. I saw this thing, and I mean, I've been to the square a couple times. I don't go to Oxford all that much because again, I'm just not big into SEC football. Uh, but we were there doing a kind of a getaway, walking through. Yeah. Noticed he's sitting there holding his pipe. I happened to be also uh holding my pipe, so uh, I some. jumped the fence, sat on the the uh, statue because <laughs> the bench <laughs> is technically part of the statue. Were you? it no, I mean it is. Yeah. Did did you did you defile the Faulkner statue? No, because I actually smoked my pipe sitting there next to Faulkner, smoking his pipe. I, I don't think that's defiling at all. I think it's blessing. It was a blessing.
2: It was a blessing. You you, hon- you honored it. How about that? Uh, that's good. That's good. I paid my respects. Um, that's very good. William Faulkner, of course, one of the most famous pipe smokers in the 20th century. Absolutely. And uh Mississippi uh, author. He was actually born in New Albany, actually. Uh, is, that which right? is Which is just uh, kind of to the northeast of, of Oxford up there. New Albany is a beautiful little town. Dated a girl from there. In college, uh, really, really kind people. The fair and friendly city, as they call it, is or, right? or, or as they would say, the fair
0: and friendly city. That sounded a little bit more Georgia. It, it was. <laughs> that's just that Tidewater accent. See, this is a funny thing. A lot of our listeners, especially those not from the South, are listening to you attempt to do a Southern accent, with and they're your... thinking like these people are, you know, have some kind of issues. Well, you no, know, they <laughs> they just recognize how deep of a Southern accent you already have. Yeah, it's really bad. It? <laughs> I love it, man. It's, it's really stuff. bad. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. I wanted to uh, to kind of make mention of that, but I also wanted to uh, make mention of some other stuff we got going on. Uh, now, you know, we mentioned it last week, but we want to re-mention it again. We've got a bit of a contest going on. Uh, now, the great thing is, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know, welcome. Thank you for doing so. But we do also do this podcast live. Yeah. Now, we know the vast majority of you don't actually tune in live, and that's fine. That's okay. But we want to still encourage you to check out our brand new YouTube channel, uh, which is dedicated to the live broadcast. You can actually see the full unedited, you know, mistakes and all, warts and all from our YouTube channel, as well as some additional content. Uh, which I'll talk about in a moment. Right. And, uh, and so what we want you to do, head over to CountrySquireRadio.com, click on that YouTube link, and subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Now, what you'll need to do, of course, is let us know that you've done this by tweeting us at Squire Radio, letting us know that you have subscribed to the YouTube channel. And that will put you in the running for not one, but two ounces okay, of did, Country Squire tobacco. What unit of measurement is the is the tobacco? This two ounces,
2: week? ounces of tobacco. Ounces of tobacco. Two ounces of tobacco. Okay, because what? Because West Brown definitely was interested in his. Uh, <laughs> if, if he was up for the two pounds yeah. that that, uh, that last week got uh,
0: misintroduced. Again, we are from Mississippi, and I can't do math. Man, so. I'm just
2: saying, like <laughs> pound, ounce. How many How many pounds does it cost to take a I don't know. I don't, know.
0: <laughs> don't even know enough math to do the joke. I can't even, I can't even finish the joke. Like, that's, that's how bad. that's how pitiful you are. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But anyway, so, again, CountrySquireRadio.com. Click on the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to us. Let us know you did that on Twitter. Get your name in the running. Uh, we are going to announce that at the end of the month, I believe is what I said, at the end of November. So, uh, definitely go ahead and do that today. Now, I mentioned there's additional content on there. Yeah. Uh, the first new additional content is actually a recording that I did a periscope while we were here for the long smoke competition. Oh yeah, that was just like a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Great. the entire for the most of it, the entirety after I got my pipe lit, I set up a periscope and basically live recorded myself during the entire uh, right. long smoke competition. That's right. Uh including, you know, my eventual defeat and then also me kind of um poking a little bit of fun at the person who went out first and took my mantle of the worst pipe smoker in, yeah, in the you, state.
2: You know, you, you say defeat. I mean I, I mean you, you beat you beat your record by last year by a long shot. You yeah, oh beat yeah. your record, I think, in by New, in New Orleans by by a little bit, right? by thirteen seconds. Oh, yeah, about yeah. thirteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, well bit, yeah, well done, well <laughs> done. But but you know, in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. I mean, you know, so you you you've, you've just got a little ways to go. There's a point to that, but uh, what... says the guy that didn't compete because he was judging, and yeah. I'm really good at judging. And last time he did compete, <laughs> I beat you. Yeah, no, yeah, hey, <laughs> right,
0: right, right, all, the, all that. But you could check it out. <laughs> so that's on our YouTube channel right now, actually, right now. So it's about 20 minutes long, because uh, like I said, it is the uh, the full width of it. I'm I'm talking. To some people around me and then also talking to some people that messaged in during the Periscope. Uh, so if you're interested at all in seeing what a Long Smoke competition looks like, yeah, uh, check that out. We also had some live music that's featured on that as well.
2: So. Pretty cool. And actually in the near future too, Bo, uh, that, that Long Smoke blend that I actually whipped up just for the contest, uh, it was popular enough that people really wanted to see it as a Country Squire mainstay. That's right. And so in the near future, we will be... Uh, we'll be You'll be able to order that on our website, which is great, at thecountrysquireonline.com. Uh, we haven't named it yet. We had people submit names. I going to ask you about that. I, I had to throw out all the ones that were uh, not uh, CSR-friendly, sure. like, work language. Sure, a lot of know? South
0: Park kids. That, uh, lot, lot,
2: some, of, from some of our uh, degenerate uh, <laughs> friends. Sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, but you will be able to smoke that uh, yourself very soon. Very cool, man. Yeah, I'm looking great. forward to that for sure. Yep.
0: Hey, you know, I think, I can't remember if we mentioned this or not, but, um, you know, the BBC's Sherlock. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've, we've, you know, we actually did an entire episode based on Sherlock Holmes as part of our archives. um, And we, we discussed a lot of, you know, Sherlock throughout the history, but we also made a brief reference of this amazing television show that's available to the BBC uh, of Sherlock. And it's, it's a modern take on Sherlock Holmes, but unfortunately uh, their modern take on Sherlock Holmes is that he does not smoke a pipe, which is quite frustrating. Uh, however, they do have coming up their uh, Victorian special, Okay. where they will actually, it'll be the same actors and the uh, uh, same portrayal of the characters, but put them in the Victorian era, and uh, yes, it was confirmed, and this was confirmed a while back, but he will be smoking a pipe. So I, I say that to say, I think what we're going to do here is something similar that we've done in the past. Okay. Um, if you recall, when the final Hobbit movie came out, we, we kind of had an episode dedicated to the Hobbit movie, Yeah, and, and on kind of the Hobbit franchise, and a little bit of Peter Jackson, and just kind of... You know what his impact to the uh, the pipe smoking community of, sure. of the modern era, which has of, been uh,
2: frankly substantial.
0: Abza- actually, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and so, what we want to do is, when this episode comes out and when it's available here in the United States, because you know weirdness with the across the pond television. And whatnot. <laughs> but once <laughs> is, the old time <laughs> once it is available, we will watch it and kind of do a review and maybe even talk a little bit about the uh, the Sherlock series as as a whole and maybe you know so what. What good it's done for kind of Sherlockians, sure, and also maybe challenge some of the the thoughts about pipes that that they have challenged uh, in that show subtly, mind you, but but definitely there. So if I think you're, it's a conversation worth having, absolutely. So if you're a fan of that show, go. This is your no- notice. Go ahead and uh, um, go back, rewatch those, and, and get ready for when that comes out. And if you've never watched it before, now's a good chance. And it's addictive. So once you watch that first episode, I mean, it's like every single episode's a movie, right? Have you Have you watched any of it? No, I, okay, no, I have. This is your notice. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I mean I, right, but it's so good. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. Last but not least, right? I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or Instagram. I guess it was the Insta Slam. No, what are you talking about? You're you're, you're big in the Insta Slam. <laughs> is it? That's what my sister calls it. Is
2: I, that a? Oh yeah, Oh, I, okay. I, you're not referring to something called Insta Slam. You're <laughs> you're just making fun of people like me that use Insta Slam.
0: No, not making fun of it at all. Right. I, I mean, no, not, not 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 at all. Look, I'm the weird one. I'm not on there, and everybody Fact. else is. Right. Um, what, what, and among what, other reasons, I'm the weird one. What is on InstaSlam, Boat? <laughs> All right, so this is great. So somebody posted this out, and it's it's a picture of Charles Spurgeon's pipe. That's really cool. and Beautiful Meerschaum pipe. Big old egg-looking pipe. Well-loved,
2: uh, man. Yeah, very well-loved. Charles Spurgeon, of course, uh, the uh, very well-known. He, he was called the Prince of Preachers, actually. He was uh, one of the best uh, known evangelical preachers in the 1800s. Mm. Uh, and so a lot of, a lot of modern day, uh, theologians kind of look to him for inspiration and things like that. But, uh, man, avid lover of tobacco. And, uh,
0: dude, look at that. He, he, he wore that pipe out. Well, from reports, this pipe has actually been donated by the Spurgeon family to the uh, Midwestern, uh, seminary, Midwest seminary. So pretty sweet stuff. We've reached out trying to see if we might be able to have somebody maybe come on and talk to us a little bit about this pipe. Yeah. Should be pretty awesome. So, um, you know, cross your fingers there. If you happen to be connected with somebody, let us know because we would love to actually hmm. make that happen. Find a Baptist seminarian that wants to go on record talking about <laughs> tobacco. But it's Spurgeon. Hmm. It's Spurgeon. That's so you the gotta, thing,
2: yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Like, it's kind of like arguing with Saint Paul. Like, you don't do that. You just let Paul win. Well, see, it's Spurgeon,
0: they <laughs> they posted it. I think they actually retweeted it, which is how I noticed it. And I figure if they're actually letting people know that they've got this on record, yeah, yeah. to some extent, that's an endorsement. I right. mean, I'm, I'm fair. Well, right.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair game.
0: They're gonna question Spurgeon, really you know? don't do that you just don't do that. and he had a stellar beard too that's the thing like Spurgeon had a big old beard absolutely big old beard you know that actually reminds me of one last thing before we dive into uh, tonight's topic yeah um the other night I was just you know I was trying to get our YouTube channel working correctly and, and kind of trying to make it look like a legitimate YouTube channel you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, kind of no. tell yeah, which absolutely. ones are good and which ones are not so good and right now we're somewhere in between, but uh, (laughs) if if I'm being honest, but I I noticed, I I did a search for Country Square Radio, and it turns out that a couple of you guys talk about us a lot on YouTube, which I did not realize. We've made mention before of people in the past um, and uh, kind of given some shout outs, but I'm going to try to be a little bit better about that, especially on Facebook. So as you guys are talking about us on YouTube, especially if you let them know that about the new YouTube channel, um, we'll be trying to share that out on Facebook and otherwise. I've just this is a world that we've never really fully played in. I mean, yeah. we've had live shows broadcast through YouTube, through the Podestary channel before. But we're gonna be, you know, again, we're a podcast first, not a YouTube channel. That's right. But we are gonna try to be a little bit more intentional about, you know, increasing this way, this avenue for, you know, new new listeners, new viewers even to engage with the the show. And that's right. Um, just gonna bring more into the fold that way. So anyway, if y'all are if y'all are on YouTube will and mention us, let us know. And uh, we'll be sure to give you guys a share.
2: And and, and just for um, you know housekeeping sake as well, like re- remember if you're watching live, get to view or or listen live. Uh, you can tweet us uh, while we're actually doing the show live, and that's yeah. at uh, Squire Radio. So uh, feel free to do that. You can kind of uh, mess around with uh, with your lovable hosts uh, <laughs> while we butcher a, another episode. That's
0: right. <laughs> Join the ranks of Pappy Joe and making fun of us. The entire that's right. Time. That's right. Pappy Mac also, by the way. That's yeah. We have another. No, no, no. They're the same. He tricked us. Oh, he tricked us. He tricked us. That turkey, <laughs> he's, big he's, old Christmas turkey. He's got an mm. alias. <laughs> 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 All right, man. We've got an awesome topic that we're talking about tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's it's kind of like the um, it's kind of like the bread
2: of the tobacco world. Ooh, I like okay. that. Yeah, I mean it it, it it's it's everywhere. It's kind of lurking and everything, and it's something that. Uh, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, I don't like that," but you kind of have to use it all the time. And uh, of course, we're talking about uh, Cavendish.
0: Cavendish,
2: yeah. Uh, kind of an interesting topic. A lot of people, uh, you know, when they hear the word Cavendish, uh, you know, they're like, "Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't smoke aromatics," you know, and. Uh, th- there's a some misconceptions about Cavendish, but uh, we wanted to kind of explore that a little bit tonight.
0: Yeah. So uh, starting off, you know, we we've looked at different tobacco blends before, but we've also looked at kind of ingredient tobaccos, if you will, or right. spice tobaccos. Where would this fall? I mean, this this would be what would be considered an ingredient.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is a main ingredient type tobacco. It's it's something you can smoke straight. Uh, but also something that can be used uh as an accent or a condiment tobacco. So uh let's start with the name because it's yeah. really funny. Why do we call this Cavendish? Uh it's kind of interesting. People are like, you know, we just throw these names around and and just, you know, uh because they've always been that way, right? But <laughs> right. uh yeah, it's actually uh it's actually, you know, Cavendish is a funny name. It's not a type of tobacco. Uh Cavendish is actually the basically the 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 what we call the result of uh, fermenting tobacco, uh, when it, when it's either steamed or, um, uh, uh, heated with a fire, uh, under pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, think of it more as a process and, and typically, you know, tobaccos that go into this process are going to be Burley or Virginia based. Okay. So and there's okay. a variety, you know, you can go real deep into all that, but, um but but think of this as uh not a not a tobacco but the result of processing a tobacco and we call that cavendish cavendish uh was named after sir thomas cavendish um <laughs> was it really that he, this is an actual person not yeah. a cartoon character uh he he died in 1592 uh and was actually one of the kind of uh, uh subsequent uh explorers english in english tradition explorers that kind of followed sir francis drake he right. he kind of made his living like going uh, around raiding uh, Spanish, uh, uh, you know, merchants and things like that, particularly in Pacific Coast. Wait, so he was a pirate? He was? He was eh, he was more of a, a gentlemanly navigator that liked to steal things? Take some fancy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: What was? Uh, there's a actually in in the uh, Muppets Treasure Island. Yeah, in that in that movie, there's a song where they're trying to convince this young boy to be a pirate. Right. And they say it's all about perception. Take Sir Francis Drake, the Spanish all despised him, but to the British he's a hero and we idolize him. Yeah. So it's how you look at Buccaneers that make them bad or good. And I see us as members of a noble brotherhood. And and then you have Thomas Cavendish. That doesn't rhyme with any of that. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme with any of it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Interesting. Yeah. I never knew so, that man. So kinda kinda cool. of,
2: kind of fascinating, yeah. Uh Sir Sir Thomas Cavendish, he came back uh, after circumnavigating the globe and was actually knighted by Elizabeth I, uh, the the most famous redheaded monarch of all time, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, actually. But um, it's funny, he died at the age of thirty one. Okay, so Bo, really? think about wow. someone that's essentially you know around around our age that's already circumnavigated the globe, uh-huh. been knighted, uh-huh. and had a tobacco named after him. Are 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 you feeling a little? unaccomplished right now? Especially since Yorkist <laughs> blend isn't done yet. It's yeah, not. I, I not. can't even knock one of those off.
0: Man, that's pretty bad.
2: What he found, though, on one of his expeditions to the colonies, um, he was actually captaining a, sh- captaining a ship uh, going back and forth uh, from England to Virginia. We have no idea what that ship name was, do we? Uh, it's probably, It's we can probably find that Somewhere out. Somewhere out there? Yeah, yeah. I, be, I bet we can find that out. But, but he learned, uh, imagine this, that if you took tobacco leaves and dipped them in a sugar Kind of sugary uh, syrup or you know simple syrup kind of concentrate, there, right? That it would make the uh, the smoke more sweet and mellow. So he's basically the Paula Deen of <laughs> of tobacco. <laughs> that butter he's like, and oil. you just got to put a little more butter, and he, it's like you know you just you just put some sugar on it and it makes it a little better. And that and that's literally all it was. Like yeah. think about that. Like how oh if I dip the tobacco in sugar, it gets sweeter. Yeah, what, that sounds what a, about what a, right.
0: What a thought! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? But that—that's—that's kind of how that developed. And so, um, anyway, the—the the process. Well, was you yeah, hang on.
0: We make fun of that, but at the same time, you got to think about where the mindset of it was of the pipe smoker of the day. Yeah. And so they got this perfectly good pipe tobacco, and all of a sudden, this guy wants to like honey it all up. They're probably making fun of like when you order cocktails. How how people make fun of you.
2: Yeah, Because you're getting all the like, sugary stuff. Because I get like all the gin and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. stuff with mixed with like cranberry juice. Exactly, and all this, right. exactly.
0: So it's it's you know I I can see that he got a little ridicule in the early days. Right. But maybe a lot of people might it's, have thought about it, but you know
2: it's almost like when you drink like half a Scotch whiskey and then can't even put the mic on straight. Is that <laughs> is that is that how it works? It's not the same, but. <laughs> <laughs> good get, <laughs> good get. No, it, it, it's it's interesting though. That's kind of how they developed this. I think you had a good point. Like you think about the early renditions of navy flakes uh, and and navy tobaccos. These are tobaccos that you know these sailors just had with them, right? And you know they're on the open sea trying to figure out how to make it. Mostly probably really miserable, uh, waiting for that next ship to plunder or you know whatever. <sighs> and 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 they just come up with these interesting ways. You had them obviously uh, you know soak tobacco in rum. Uh, you know, they learned how to you know put it in their pipe, but also to chew it, and uh, you know, roll it even into cigars and all kinds of things. So you know, you had these these ways of experimenting, and eventually Cavendish just kind of came out of that
0: same uh, that same school. Well, I wanted to ask you because I mean, I know there's a lot of bourbon-based or bourbon-tasting or rum-flavored yeah. tobaccos. I mean, nine times out of ten, would that primarily be a Cavendish base? You know. It, not always, uh-huh. yeah,
2: and, and and Cavendish is the the reason most people associate Cavendish with uh, aromatic tobaccos is because Cavendish is so easy to uh, it 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 is so easy to flavor. It's a very good conduit for flavor. Uh, it's a, someone mentioned to me one time. Cavendish is kind of like the it's kind of like 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 we talked about the bread or the ice cube of I the you, yeah. of the tobacco world you know it's almost like this vehicle to get you the the good stuff almost so uh people take cavendish and use it in a variety of ways but uh but it's in it's not in all aromatic tobaccos uh and and not all cavendish again is aromatic uh you've kind of got the 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 dutch and the american style cavendish which has has typically been flavored uh to some description you'll see you know cherry vanilla uh, you know, caramel. I mean, just you, you name the flavor. Uh, Cavendish has been, you know, flavored in that in that vein, right? Um, but then you've got unflavored Cavendish. Some people would refer to it as uh, English Cavendish. I don't really uh, hear that a lot, but it's uh, it's unflavored Cavendish. And you think of just the fermented leaf itself, uh, and the, the only sweetness that's there is just the natural sweetness that comes from the fermentation process, huh? Uh, which is kind of fascinating. That's awesome. So, um but anyway when we when we do think of cavendish we think of the sweetened but you know the the sweetening is just part of the deal and and not always even that uh you've got uh cavendish you know that is pressed uh it, basically when they're making this stuff they take tobacco leaves and press it uh into about an inch or 2 inches thick uh think of like kind of a pallet where you're you're pressing this stuff into to big cakes um and then the cakes uh you know once they're pressed under a very very high volume of pressure um they will start to uh you know either steam it underneath you hear steamed cavendish or uh or they'll cook it over a fire so it's like toasted cavendish huh. but the the idea is the the pressure combined with the heat uh just allows that tobacco to start to ferment and your natural sugars get get uh highlighted that way that's awesome um and then at some point if you want to flavor your cavendish which nowadays most of your cavendish is flavored uh, you know, after that process you'll actually take it and then soak it in some kind of extract, whether it be vanilla or cherry or, you know, whatever kinda of, kind of syrup you're you're going for. Um but then, you know, they'll press it again. So they'll kind of flavor it and then press it again, get that stuff in there real deep and they can, you know, let this stuff be pressed or fermented for uh, you know, days or or, or even weeks. Uh, you know, it's not one of those things that has to go on for a whole long period of time, but it's something that you know, uh, can, can take a while if they
0: want it to. And uh, just depending on the outcome you're looking for. That's fantastic. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I would love to see, I mean, like, you know, you th- you say press, I mean, I've got kind of in my mind that old school barrel press. You yeah. I'm talking about, actually you've yeah. got one of those, if I'm not mistaken, don't you? Uh, I, I,
2: I have a press. Yeah. Right. We, we have a press that we use here in the Squire typically to kind of work on Virginia Parique blends because right. that Perique, uh, it just does so well when it's pressed against those Virginia leaves. But um but yeah, you think of kind of that old fashioned press. Uh, you know, those of us that were fortunate enough to go on the Parique tour of the uh Parik factory in uh in St James Parish for the New Orleans pipe show got to see these huge, you know, old bourbon barrels basically that this stuff was pressed, you know, very deeply in and the, the juices start to oil up. Yeah, that's around what there. I was yeah, yeah and, yeah. and and it's and it's that kind of idea. Uh, Bo, our friend uh, Carver of uh, Rocks Pipes, John Michael George, actually, who's in Papua New Guinea right now. Right uh, John Michael actually has made his own Cavendish over there. That's right. They've got an yeah. indigenous breed of tobacco in in Papua New Guinea, and uh, he, you know, kind of bartered with some of the natives. I, no telling what he traded them to to get these tobacco leaves, but uh, and and actually this time around is able to grow his own while he's down there. But uh, was able to get this stuff and and made his own, you know, kind of. Uh, rudimentary press, you know, and and pressed this stuff, and 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 then steamed it over like boiling water. I mean, he. What a man. As
0: I recall... (laughs)
2: And then he killed a bear with his (laughs) bare hand. Killed a bear that had the
0: strength of two bears. Now, as I recall, I remember hearing that the feedback on that uh, attempt was not necessarily the tastiest of experiences. Yeah, I I didn't say anything about the quality of the Cavendish. right. You know, first First time's a charm. That's right. Not the charm, rather.
2: The thing thing that's wonderful about Cavendish, though, it's, you know, particularly in its unflavored form, you'll find it lurking in different places. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know... In, in in places like your uh you know Frogmorton uh, tobaccos or uh, even some Scottish mixtures or you know even real heavy English blends that feature real strong latakia, uh, uh I I want to say either um uh, Old Dog or um uh, or Balkan Blue one of those I think has some unflavored Cavendish in it and uh, you, you'll see that quite a bit. It's just a really nice accent because it's so super smooth and just provides a little natural sweet uh you know touch to it. And, it and it typically it'll have a nice
0: billowy smoke to it as well kind of like a burly that's so cool yeah it's tasty you know it's it's so cool hearing about sir thomas cavendish and his his buccaneer based roots like that's that's fant that's just fantastic to me man like i love the idea that there is kind of this pirate connectivity which reminds me of pirate's alley and do you know what's on pirate's alley William Faulkner's house. William Faulkner's house, man, and if this is so cool, I mean, we popped in there real briefly when we were uh, in town, yeah. But uh, his entire, uh, you know, the, where he lived was has actually been converted into a bit of a bookstore.
2: Yeah, P- Pirates Alley, of course, we're talking about a uh, street in New Orleans,
0: absolutely.
2: Uh, and and we actually at the Squire have a tobacco named after Pirates Alley, yeah. uh, because that was just such a such a hub
0: down there. And you have a pipe, uh, and you have a tobacco named after William Faulkner, and we do, and which is great because not only can you, you know actually go to this man's house but smoke tobacco based off this man. That's right. You can actually enjoy some of his works how, in the way how is that book that you want to, which is if you go to Audibletrial.com slash CSR, you can actually get a free audiobook. Uh, in fact, if you go there, search for William Faulkner. You'll find wonderful books by William Faulkner. Some of his great works. And you know I've I've heard some people say, you know, I don't particularly care for William Faulkner. That's fine. You can find w- works from all kinds of authors available to you at Audibletrial.com slash CSR do it today, get yourself a free book, and help out the show. Have you ever read Faulkner, Bo? I, I've, like, completely. I mean, at some point in Mississippi, you have to read Faulkner, to. right? In fact, I think it was actually required reading in high school. I don't remember what specifically. The, the, the thing
2: is, like, you know, you, you'll normally hear, like, As I Lay Dying or Epsilon, Epsilon. The The worst is The Sound and the Fury.
0: I think The Sound and the Fury was what was required.
2: You know, you've got, you you've, you've got this individual in this book that can't think clearly and Faulkner is writing his thoughts stream of consciousness for page after page. There's no punctuation. Yeah. And it's like that will make you drink Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to read that. Oh man.
0: It's really insane. You yeah, know, I like it's just the a stream sound... of
2: consciousness. It's very hard. It's dark and it's yeah. real hard to get through for me.
0: Uh, I personally like the sound. I found the Fury to be a bit aggressive. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pipe Pipe Question
0: question of the the Week. week. Pipe Question of the Week this week is brought to us by Lane 1Q. Guys, we've got a ten of Lane 1Q that I'm looking at right now. But let me actually tell you a little bit of a story that actually plays into the Faulkner thing. Yeah. Because, you know, I was in Oxford. I was walking. uh, We actually parked the car in the square. We were standing at a uh, place that was just off the square. And I mentioned that I had my pipe with me what I didn't mention before is that I was actually smoking some Lane 1Q. That's great, man. Beautiful autumn weather. I'm talking about the leaves were changing from green to red to orange and everything. Had this nice little walk. I mean, it was a little cold. But I had that Lane 1Q right there to warm me up.
2: It's just such an easy go-to blend. Dude, yes. And, and, it, and it's a good fall blend, too. You've got elements of sweetness. The vanilla's definitely there. But uh, it's just got a nice soft tobacco flavor, too. So it's good for the changing weather and uh, kind of getting us in the in the gear for the holidays.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So check it out, Lane 1Q. Look for it. Try it. Let us know what you think. All right, man. Pipe question comes in to us from Peter Bruce, Brusa. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, who says, Gentlemen, wanted to get your take on something I find very interesting, and I've yet to partake in buying a dedicated Christmas pipe. Do you guys own a Christmas pipe, one specifically for the holidays, and what are your thoughts on Christmas pipes? Also, what is your holiday blend of choice? Many thanks, and keep the smoke rings a-coming. Man, what a great question.
2: Yeah, real good question. Uh, Peter, I, you know, I don't personally own a Christmas pipe. Uh, You know, you've got uh, and and I think what you're referencing there, you've got a lot of companies that come out and they'll say, you know, this is our 2015 Christmas edition, you know, Camoy or Savonelli or, uh, you know, you go back at uh, always the Dunhills and Petersons have them and all these kind of things. Uh, you know, I, I I don't. That's not something I I get into. I'm real hesitant to buy a pipe with a year on it. Uh, and and the reason for that personally is because I as a as a Person that can have kind of an addictive personality. I, I think if I buy the first year, I'm going to have to buy the next year, uh-huh. and then the next year, <laughs> and then the next year. And so, I, if for some reason, uh, you know, you've got St. Patty's pipes with uh, with you know uh, St. Patty's Day, and sure, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of folks that will get one of those every year. And uh, I don't, I don't necessarily want to become one of those people because I can't afford to become one of those people. Right. Uh, but you know, there is kind of a nice tradition. A lot of folks will like to hunt down. A Christmas pipe uh, from the year of their birth, Ooh, and and that's kind of nice. That yeah. is nice. So it's something to something to keep in mind. But um, you know, I don't really have a, a dedicated pipe that I use at Christmas time either. It's just you know I kind of use typical fare, um, you know, that I would use all year. I will say, you know, in the winter, uh, late fall, winter time, I do tend to smoke more things that feature latakia. Yeah, and, and so my the pipe selections that I make that time of year will tend to go more in that direction. Uh, You know, because I've got pipes that are seasoned more for, you know, heavy
0: uh, English or Balkan blends, things like that. You know, I really love this idea. I don't have one that's dedicated for Christmas, but I think I'm going to. Yeah. Like, I really like that idea. Now, I can't do, you know, something that came out on a certain year. for that. I'm not going to fall in that category either. But I like, and actually, as I'm visualizing it, I think I kind of want a Bing's favorite, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because, I mean, of course, you know, aside from the fact it's a gorgeous-looking pipe, and I don't want to, you know, steal your... You know, steal your look or anything. Does the Bing make me look hot, or do I make the Bing look hot? <laughs> no, but I'm th- I'm just thinking, you know, because you know, obviously, you know, Bing often do, it tied ha- it to Christmas. Does have that movies, Christmas, Christmas feel, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all of his, not all of his movies, but several of his movies tied to uh, the holidays. Well, do you such. think
2: you think you know Bing, Bing? he's sitting there smoking his pipe. He's maybe got a, a you know kind of a top coat on or something, and it feels real bundled up and you know Christmas carols and all that kind of thing. I love this. It's idea. probably
0: a great Christmas pipe.
2: I'm yeah. thinking that might be what I ask my wife for for Christmas. Hey, guess what, Bo? What's up?
0: Uh, the Country Squire will be glad to order you <laughs> a Bing's favorite pipe. Well, I tell you what, at some point in the very, very near future, why don't we take a look at some few and you just, I'll drop a hint into uh, Mrs. Claus's a- into ear. Into Mrs. Claus's ear. And uh, you can okay. help her out a yeah, little
2: Yeah, that, that'll work. That'll, that'll work. be good.
0: But I love that idea. In fact, I actually love it so much that, that I, I you know, you mentioned St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I might get one of those green pipes specifically for St. Patrick's. Well, you
2: know, Peterson really did it up uh, differently this year. they yeah? They went, you know, typically their stuff has just been so traditional uh, and, and this year they were like, nope, we're doing green. It's like, nope, Kermit the Frog designed this himself. And it was just a really <laughs> stunning pipe. Uh, you know, had some Celtic knots on the top of it really fast. A great price point, too. It
0: was like 120 bucks, And that's, yeah, that's really, nice.
2: Really inexpensive. But uh, I'm going to actually have to keep an
0: eye out for the, was it Burden Bear? Yeah i uh, I mean, Our buddy Danny Vasquez always that, uh, puts out some incredible work and i like wow. I remember some of his greener pipes, yeah, and he likes to
2: use a lot of green yeah. and Japanese Cumberland, yeah uh, as, as well, so uh kind of interesting, you know different different takes there, but Danny, be thinking about me <laughs> as, as you're making some future pipes <laughs> ah, I, I know more. they go
0: quick, so uh
2: you know he also mentions a Christmas tobacco, like I said, uh, around this time of year, or you know, Christmas time, I'll start smoking more uh blends that just have a little more uh, you know, roasted dark fire, uh, Latakia type campfire smell to them. And so that, you know, in some ways will dictate what pipe I, I smoke, but, um, you know, I, a, a go-to blend for me, even though, uh, it doesn't have Latakia though. I always have to say, uh, you know, if you don't annually get your, you know, tin of Christmas, Christmas cheer, cheer. Yep. uh, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're missing out. So, um, and, and, and I recommend you do, I highly recommend you do what, what I do, uh, I always highly recommend you do exactly what I do, uh, and then tell everyone that you got it from me, unless it's embarrassing. Um, but you know, get get you a tin of Christmas cheer. So this year, get get you a tin of twenty fifteen Christmas cheer. Uh, but but open the the one you open is not that one open the one from the year before and so you know for if if you buy a can this year uh put that can back and next year for 2016 um you know open that 26 or buy, buy a 2016 10 of christmas cheer and open the 2015 christmas cheer is always a nice virginia uh that year will give a you know uh, that year will give it an opportunity to mature and mm. mellow and mm-hmm. uh, really marry marry up nicely and uh you'll you'll be very very pleased you did
0: you once gave me some tobacco that was like a mint chocolate. It was yeah. Like, was, that wasn't yeah. Christmas cheer, I don't think. That was not. No, no, that was not. That was just kind of
2: a, really just kind of a promotion thing we were trying out for a while. Uh, it it was, was really good. Yeah. Some people liked it. It wasn't like a huge hit, so yeah. we didn't keep it around, but huh. it might be something we revisit sometime. Yeah. I, I want to I see that. A mint idea. You hear a lot of people are like, how do we sneak mint into pipe tobacco? Right, right. And I think right. there's a place for that, but I haven't. I haven't fully figured out the the best way to go about that. I want to
0: try that again yeah. in my new Bing's favorite. Matter of anyway.
2: fact, if we if if we have any listeners that like have a yeah. a a blend that features mint, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be really interested No, I know McClellan makes Captain Cool, uh, which which has some mint in it, I believe. Um, you know, and we're not talking about menthol. I mean, menthol. You know, don't think menthol cigarette. Think like you know, bright spearmint, spearmint yeah. kind of thing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, anyway, kind of interesting. Good stuff. Good question. Excellent question. Really appreciate that, Peter. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in, csr at quick, quick Fire with the,
1: with the
4: squire.
0: squire. Quick Fire questions. Ow! This comes in from our boy, our good friend, your good friend, Mr. Steve Davenport. Look at him. Appreciate it, Steve. He is writing in and saying, a few quick fire questions I came up with from a mashup of my favorite book and movies, Lord of the Rings, okay. Star Wars and Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow. Now, he sent in enough of these mashups going on here. Oh, absolutely. But it's, it's a lot of great taste, but they all taste great together. Uh and he actually <laughs> he actually uh sent in so many of them we're going to split them up over two episodes as we've done in the past. Okay, great. All, all right. right. Ready for this? Yep, bring it. Okay. Vader as in of the Darths, right? Or Barbosa. Captain Barbosa, which was the first mate of the yep. uh Black Pearl who ended up, you know, mutiny and was the villain, primary villain of the first uh, parts of the Caribbean films. You know, I,
2: I, I, I have to go with Vader, but I we let's let's respect the fact that Barbosa
0: probably smoked a pipe. Yes, uh, not on screen, but I mean, he D- had did some,
2: he not on screen? I don't think so. I mean, it is Disney nowadays. So, the, you know.
0: Now, um, who was it? The Davy Jones, of course, smoked a pipe. But I think right. he was the only one heavily featured, anyway, smoking a pipe in that franchise. But you got to imagine that Barbosa. What kind of pipe would Vader smoke? <laughs> do you think he could slip in between the masks? One of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he might be more of a vape guy. Yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Vader being able to pull that off. Uh so so from that angle I guess you give it to Barbosa on a technicality. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you know but 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 let's go with Vader. Overall Vader I mean he's the classic uh, movie villain so you got to give it to him but Barbosa Barbosa was really I mean excellent character even with some of the stuff they did with him in the later films yeah. um like the uh, the the standalone film that came out I, I can't remember what it was or even just they, they, I think they had two different standalone films that came out after the trilogy um in which Hector he essentially became Blackbeard like, I think he took okay, control. I'm not, I'm not of, familiar with that. This is like, you know, most people are not because they tried to kind of keep the franchise going. And in fact, they actually have a new movie coming out. Um, but they took the character or the real life character of uh, Blackbeard and kind of gave him some fantastic elements. Like, he had control over zombies. I mean, right, this, right. it's a little weird, if we're being honest. Um, but in the end, <laughs> Hector Barbosa ends up. Uh, taking command of, of, you know, the Queen, Anne Re- Queen Anne's Revenge, and essentially becoming the new Blackbeard, which is oh, a wow. nod to the fact that Hector Barbosa was actually based off the uh, real-life Blackbeard.
2: That's fascinating, yeah. yeah so, yeah. kind of interesting stuff. like how they tied that in.
0: But uh, as as fascinating as all that is,
2: gotta give it to Vader. All the way, <laughs> all the way.
0: All right, next, Princess Leia or Elizabeth Swan?
2: Gosh, they're both really hot. <laughs>
0: Well, there's more to them than that, but at the same time, we were teenagers when we all saw Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, that is true. I mean, you know,
2: that is true. There
0: is that aspect that you can't. I, can't you deny.
2: know, I again, just as the purist, I, I kind of, you know, I, I would lean towards Princess Leia, but uh, I don't know Elizabeth Swan. She's, she's, she's got
0: her merit. Both of them can handle their own, which is great. You know, I'm, I'm especially right now raising two girls. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for for strong female characters. Uh, Princess Leia, leader of the rebellion. Um, you know, actually, a, a commander. I don't think commander in terms of rank, but definitely one who is commanding on the battlefield. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I, I'm gonna have to give it to Leia. Yeah, I I'm think just, so. I think so. Elizabeth Swan, you know, fascinated with pirates, made a lot of really poor life decisions. <laughs> that, well, but at the same time, that put her into. Um, she wanted a life of adventure, so she made a lot of bad decisions in order to get there. So She accomplished her goal. She accomplished her goal. That's, yeah. That's what you can say about her. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Princess Lab, all the way. Uh, and then finally, and these are in the same same world here, Gimli or Legolas? Legolas. Gimli.
2: I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Legolas. Really? Yeah. I can't exactly explain, but I, I'm, I'm just going to have to go with Legolas.
0: No Elfin way. He's more...
2: <laughs> wow. No Elfin way. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs>
0: Uh, you he's know,
2: more versatile. I think he he's a more interesting character to me. He um, is.
0: He's versatile. He's quick. He's you he's, know. he's quick. He he surfs got, down stairways. He's scales. got more
2: interesting like you know kind of spidey senses and special is this, powers. It's because
0: he got the long. Well, Gimli's got the long hair too. Um,
2: hey, frankly, I I look more like Gimli. That's more accurate. Right. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest.
0: I, I, you know, I'm I'm when it comes down to dwarves versus elves, I am dwarves all the way. I mean, obviously, the short, stocky thing—you know—that's kind of feel that. I can relate to dwarves from that standpoint. <laughs> um, as as a fan of the the Hobbit, uh, the book and and the films uh, to to a large extent, um, I really love the character of the dwarves and the the mythology that's there. Especially if you kind of look at uh, the Viking roots of, of kind of Norse mythology—that is—that is really uh, some amazing things there. So, you know, elves. Cool. Not going to bash them at all, but I'm going to, between an elf and a dwarf, I'm going to choose a dwarf every time. So uh, definitely going to give it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you say dwarf or dwarf? It's a dwarf. Plural
2: is dwarves.
0: I think actually uh, Tolkien's are dwar- they're dwarves, but I think it's a dwarf. Really? I want to say that. Even though it's right. not spelled that way. I think it's pronounced that way. Huh. You know what? Let's pitch this one up to Twitter later on. Okay. And okay. We'll, we'll see what the feedback we get. We'll yeah, put it we on Facebook some, too. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right, so there you go. Good, good question. Excellent questions. Uh, you know, anything like this where it kind of pulls from uh, some franchises that we get behind, those are always fun. Your, your
1: thoughts, thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener, listener feedback.
0: All right, listener feedback this week. We've got an email in from Jeff. John David, would you mind reading that one?
2: Got it. Listener feedback comes from Jeff. He says, Hi, Bo and JD. I've been meaning to email you for a while to tell you how great your show is. I find it difficult being across the pond, uh, finding the time to watch the live show, to tend, uh, and so tend to only listen to the podcast, although I've watched before. Uh, I thought I should let you know that the audio quality in the episodes inside the shop was still very good in my humble opinion. I would say objectively that shows in the shop are therefore a great idea. The show is a staple part of my week, weekly ritual. I would go so far as to say my week just wouldn't be the same without it. Man, that's that's high praise. Mm. Uh the show is so engaging. I echo the sentiments of other listeners in that I truly feel like I'm in the room with you guys, having a pipe and engaging in thoughtful conversation. I very often find myself laughing out loud on the commute home. <laughs> Keep up the good work and take care, uh, Jeff, at Jeff Jessup on uh, on Twitter. Thank you so much, brother. That's that's great. Thanks for inviting us into your lives. And uh yeah, and thanks for listening from across the pond.
0: Yeah, that feedback in particular was really great and kind of uh, helped us, I think, somewhat solidify the, the in the shop show as an ongoing uh, thing. At least indefinitely.
2: It's been, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it's been, we've had, we've been re- very affirmed in this, uh, you know, this this trial. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next comes in, it's an iTunes review from Gin Tonic with a silent D, by the way. Gin Tonic, silent D. Yeah. It says, uh, long lost family from way down south. Uh, what to say that has already not been said? Uh, solid production, excellent content. Each episode, I learn something else that I've been wondering about for years. When I think I have a potential pipe question of the week, John David inevitably inevitably throws down the knowledge in that very next episode before I even get a chance to submit. I wish I had this podcast years ago. I really feel I truly enjoy my pipe now more than ever, especially Hunting Creek paired with Bushmills. But I dig. But I digress. Good stuff here from Bo and John David. I will binge listen at work every day until I'm caught up. And some days, perhaps, I will make my pipe pilgrimage. Man, that sounds nice. Thank you so much, gin
2: and tonic. Yeah, we really appreciate it. That's
0: extremely high praise. I'm glad you're enjoying the Hunting Creek, too. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good stuff.
2: Yeah, we, Absolutely. you know, that's one of our most complex blends here in the shop. We, uh, we we
0: sell quite a bit of that. That's good, man. Well, we always love getting this kind of feedback. And, you know, I, I say it all the time. I want to I really... Just let it hit home today. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we love getting this kind of feedback. We love getting the emails. We've got some great emails from you. We've got kind of a backlog, honestly, at this point, which is wonderful. <laughs> and look forward to uh, to combing through those and making sure that we get to all of y'all's feedback from the email standpoint. But man, those iTunes reviews, they really go a long way. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening and you have not yet written us an iTunes review, this is the time. This is the episode. You should stop what you're doing right now. Head over to iTunes. Create an account if you don't have one. Write us a review. And once you're all done with that, download, subscribe to the podcast through Satchel. That's right. <laughs> Satchel, That's exactly right. The Satchel Podcast Player for Android. It's actually coming to iOS very soon. I actually, this is kind of special. Got the developer of that application sitting here in the actual shop right now. How crazy is that? So, uh, so be sure to check that out. The SatchelPlayer.com. You can download the podcast player, or you can sign up to be notified once it becomes available. We also want to encourage you to engage with us with us throughout the week. Uh, you can, of course, follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Real York. I'm at John David Cole, and you can. Get Get us at the shop at at underscore country squire. The show's Twitter handle, of course, is at squire radio. Yeah. Now all that information and more can be found at country Dude, this was fun, man. Excellent episode. Yeah, let's nerd out about tobacco more often, man. dude. And great. discover that Cavendish is named after a dude that was essentially a pirate. Yeah, might be a little bit of a stretch from what you said, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to it. I he was knighted great. for plundering Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> and then we lost our Spanish listeners. And then we lost all of our Spanish <laughs> listeners, oh I'd like to apologize to the good folks over in Spain listening. That's right. Uh, look, we really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like or subscribe on the YouTube channel to be part of that uh, contest. And besides that, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother.
1: You've been listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit potisteri.com.